Well, certainly the intercession of Mary, mother of the clergy, and Mary, mother of the church, have been requested in the days leading up to this Saturday's priestly ordinations at the Cathedral of St. Paul. Let's all commit to asking our Blessed Mother for her help as our new priests begin their priestly ministries. Joining us now, Deacons Will Kratt and Kyle Etzel to talk about their journey to this weekend and how we can specifically pray for them. Deacon Kratt, welcome to you. Thank you very much. Happy to be with you. And Deacon Etzel, welcome to you as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, Deacon Etzel, we'll start with you. I've got my regular list of ordination, pre-ordination questions to run down. Um, but just so you know, we'll go back and forth, and you're both going to get all these same questions. So you can be thinking about your answer, Deacon Kratt, as, uh, as I'm speaking with <laughs> Deacon Etzel here first. All right, so tell, tell me, Deacon Etzel, who's someone in your life who has had a significant impact on your vocation? Yeah, that's, a, that's obviously my family, but... Uh, for me, my home parish pastor, Father Rolf Tollison, uh, at St. Hubert, uh, when I was in college, simply just asked me the question, and um, and that was really like the day I kind of got walloped by the uh, the Holy Spirit of two by four, and um, <laughs> and kind of knew right right then and there that, that the Lord wanted me to discern this call to the priesthood. So. Um, but Father, it started with Father Tollefson just asking the question, and then he he walked with me really closely for a long time, and still is. So I'm very grateful for him. Very good. Well, I love the stories of priests influencing the vocations of other young men and and helping them to realize a call to the priesthood as well. So we're already giving thanksgiving for. Uh, for Father Tollefson's role in your life, so grateful for that. Deacon Kratt, what about you? Someone in your life who's had a significant impact on your vocation? Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to copy and paste Deacon Kyle, but I would also say uh, <laughs> family definitely played an important role uh, as just a witness to the faith, but I would also say my, my home parish pastor for most of my life growing up through high school uh, was Father Kevin Finnegan. And just uh, yeah, his consistent witness of anyone knows Father Kevin, you know, there's there's no duplicity in the man. He's just a very authentic witness of, of joy, of just integrity, of just kind of a consistent uh, yeah, kind of zeal for for whatever the Lord wants him to do. And I just remember him, uh, you know, it's always encouraging, you know, whatever whatever God's calling you to in your life, and that's the only thing that's gonna be worth doing. And especially even just kind of the early years of seminary. I remember him saying, you know, 10 years of seminary is worth one day as a priest. And I knew that, you know, it maybe sounded a little bit cliche, but I mean, knowing coming from him, I knew that it was 100% honest and that he was, you know, speaking from his own experience and the truth of, of the priesthood for him. So, yeah, I would say just that authentic witness of, of joy from Father Kevin was very big. You know, I'm just touched by the the models that these men are in your lives, especially as you'll be in their shoes very soon and you'll be able to uh, continue to serve as good examples to other boys and young men of what good priests uh, look like, what they, uh, the type of ministry that they give. And so, uh, yeah, they're, it, it's just wonderful to see the priesthood and the call to the priesthood being passed on from generation to generation, as it were. All right, Deacon Kratt, you're up first this time. When did you first start to sense the Lord might be calling you to the priesthood? Hmm. Yeah, I'd say I really, really didn't even start 
thinking of it or even really wasn't even open to it until uh, yeah, I'd say later later sophomore year of high school. So right really towards the very end. I remember in particular we were on a mission trip. It was down in Missouri and just, you know, kind of heard throughout being in youth ministry and early high school just kind of like insisted, you know, if you're a Catholic young man, you should think about the priesthood. Every Catholic young man should think about the priesthood. I'm like, that sounds nice for other people, but <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> right. no, it's not, definitely not going to be me. And I think there's, yeah, there's just a point where I thought, okay, wait a second. Like I've seen many like good priests who are just really on fire, who are definitely fulfilled, who are joyful, who, you know, have given their lives to this. And I'm like, okay, like maybe that could be me. And I think, yeah, just open myself up to that question. And I remember as soon as I opened myself up to that question in prayer, you know, just kind of stuck and uh, yeah, never, never really went away. So just kind of went deeper and deeper. I love the, the unfolding of a vocational, uh, yeah, a vocation to the priesthood, a call from the Lord like that. And uh, he is patient with us, but Deacon Kratt, you have, uh, you've, once again, given testimony to my ongoing uh, phrase that I, I stick to, never say never where God can hear you. <laughs> when <laughs> you're in that true. kind of a situation. Really yeah, 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 very good. Yeah. All right, Deacon Ethel, you're up. What? Uh, when did you first start to sense the Lord might be calling you to the priesthood? You mentioned uh, kind of being uh, walloped upside the head by the Holy Spirit, yeah? Yeah, yeah, so it was... Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I don't want to just repeat my previous answer, but so I was... That date was uh, November 27th, 2013, and I was a wow. junior at Iowa State at the time. And I, don't know, I suppose that would be that would have been the start of my senior year, maybe. Well, anyway. Um, yeah, what happened? I had kind of, you know, I, I was raised in a Catholic family, went to Mass, and, you know, did all the sacraments, but I'd never really taken my faith seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, in college, I tried out kind of the evangelicals, see what they had to know and, and was coming back to the church and uh, realized I needed, uh, needed some real friends and real, you know, like authentic um, faith. And, and I ended up at the Newman center in a small group, just sort of by grace. And, uh, and that kind of started the whole thing, but I really wasn't thinking about priesthood. I was just getting me back in love with the church. And, um, I was a very blessed time. Uh, but then, like I said, I, I was home and I had in the spring of that year at Easter been home and, uh, had a profound experience, uh, in the sacrament of penance and had started this kind of formation, spiritual direction, relationship with Father Tollefson. Um, and he really just took me under his wing. And then, yeah, and then it was November. Uh, I was home for Thanksgiving, and we were getting coffee. And and he just, I, and I had a girlfriend. I was, we were like, we were talking about getting married. Like, you know, I wasn't engaged or anything, but, you know, working right. up to it. And, and he was just like, you know, Kyle, you know, have you ever thought about being a priest? And And I gave the same sort of like, milk toast kind of answer is like, Oh father, that's so nice of you to think I'd be a good priest, but I got all this other stuff going on. I dropped him off. And like 30 seconds later, I was in a parking spot in Hubert parking lot. And I couldn't, I like, I just had to pull over and, and stop. I mean, it was that profound wow. of an experience of, of the Holy spirit. And it wasn't until later that I realized like the parking spot I pulled into was adjacent 
the building where the tabernacle is and you know and then and then the lord like fills in all the points in in your life where when you start to pray about it where you realize like he's been he's been working on me for a long time you know Mm -hmm. and um so just that beautiful like cooperation of a good pastor and a faith community with the whole within my family you know all the stuff but but it was really that one that and then ever since it's really kind of been a like kind of like will said i mean (laughs) you you listen to see like is this is this still what the lord wants me to do and 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 if all you get is crickets you're like okay well we're we're just gonna keep going and then you know all the good formation here at the seminary and stuff and and you find yourself four days away from being a priest. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Oh man. I love the story so far. All right. So this next question, Deacon Etzel, you're up first this time. Uh, okay. so this next question proves to be for some anyway, a tricky one. So this is the question, what person living or passed away would be most surprised that you're being ordained a priest? Oh, I drew the short straw going first on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm, that's a good question. I think um, there's pro- probably some of my like, you know, friends from high school or college uh, would probably be. I mean, mo- I think most of them probably know, but uh, they were definitely surprised when I told them. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't like in you know crazy you know degenerate or anything, but I you know just. It was not the track that I was on. And then I kind of had this massive conversion and it was relatively over a short span of time. So there were definitely people that were, uh, pretty surprised that I, uh, that I was at least even thinking about being a priest. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I, that's a, that's a, that's an acceptable answer. I like that. I mean, yeah. yeah, it can be right when you first told them. It doesn't need to be right now, but yes. Uh, yeah. All right, so Deacon Crad, over to you. What uh, what person living or passed away would be most surprised about your uh, your impending ordination here? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, most surprised. I mean, <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking of my childhood self. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly. Yeah, growing up, I definitely just would not have ever thought that I would be a priest. I mean, in yeah, just like no, nothing in my life seemingly pointed to that. And it just, yeah, I definitely, yeah, definitely if you would have told young me, like, yeah, you'll be a priest someday, I'd be like, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> so That's a good answer, too, yeah. 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 yeah, young me would be that. Yeah, okay, I like that. Yeah, that That's was, it. Yeah, that go was ahead. a really good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to take yours that. back, Deacon Etzel? Is that it? Do you want to change your answer? Well, well, I was going to say, other than ourselves or our friends, you know, I think maybe some of our formators at the seminary over the years would be surprised that we. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he made it through. Are we doing things right here? <laughs> no, they're doing a great job. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. I love it. Okay. Deacon Kratt, if I'm not mistaken, I think you're up first for this next one. So who other than yourself do you think is among the happiest for you? Yeah, I think I would definitely say uh, my mom being one and just my immediate family in general. 
my brother and sister-in-law and my dad. Um, yeah, I think they're just ones who have kind of seen me through from, from the very beginning of kind of the initial asking of just like, Hey, you know, you know, I just want to bring up maybe thinking about seminary, you know, all the way up until the present day. So, you know, they've really stuck through and they've always from day one, it wasn't supportive, but I think they've definitely just experienced a lot of growth themselves and just, as I've come to understand more, just kind of the priesthood and, and seminary and just the, the church, I think they've also kind of been on that journey with me and come to a much greater appreciation of the faith mm. and the priesthood as well. So it's just been a really, yeah, really, really big support for me. Good, good. Glad to hear it. How about you, Deacon Etzel? Yeah, I, of course, same as, you know, my my family are, I think my, my parents especially are super excited Um Father Tollefson's been, he's been with me through the whole thing, and uh, he's hes actually going to be my, I think I can say this on the radio, he's going to be my spiritual director following ordination, so I'm mm. uh, super blessed by him. Um, but also, there's just one that especially comes to mind, uh, my, my dad's sister, Polly, who passed away uh, almost a year, over, just a little over a year ago. Um, she was the first one. I remember it was that same Thanksgiving break and we went out to, I think we were out to like a fish fry or something at the American Legion with my extended family. And I told her just kind of under my breath, I was sitting next to her at the table and she just broke down and was giving me hugs and was just very, very proud of me and excited. So, Mm. um, she's gone to the Lord now, but I, I think she's. Well, I hope she's praying for me, especially sure. on Saturday. But yeah. yeah, amen, amen. Wonderful. All right, so you each have roughly a minute to answer this next one, as we're getting a little short on time. But Deacon Etzel, you're up first. Just if you can put it into words, what's it feel like being on the brink of ordination? Uh, it's it's pretty surreal. I mean, it's been a long road. I've I just finished 13 years of university, and six of those were in seminary, and. So it's been a lot, a lot of preparation, um, and I've been prepared so well by the Lord and the seminary and my friends and family, and uh, just extremely grateful for all of them and for uh, the upcoming lifetime of of uh, serving the people of God and and uh, mediating for them with the Lord. I can imagine surreal is a is a uh, a word that's oftentimes bandied about and how it feels just just before you get ordained. How about you, Deacon Crab? What's it feel like? Yeah, I think the best way you could describe it uh, would be just being like right at the peak of a huge roller coaster, <laughs> 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 you know, just before the drop. <laughs> yes, that's right. You know, there's a lot of excitement and anticipation. But there's also kind of that gut feeling of like, whoa, this is going to be like you know bigger than anything I've done before, and kind of a little bit crazy, but, you know, I know it's going to be good. And, uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, I'd say definitely gratitude mixed in there as well. But, yeah, I think that's kind of the the best way I could describe it was, yeah, yeah. a lot of excitement, anticipation, but also kind of that, you know, kind of on wonder at, like, wow, you know, priesthood, that's a pretty, pretty amazing thing and also a very big task as well. So 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I love the description of it as a roller coaster. I mean, certainly the adventure of following Christ, you know, it will have its ups and downs, its twists and turns, but uh, it will be that adventure all the way through, and especially as a priest in his church. So Deacon Crad, Deacon Etzel, thank you so much for joining us and sharing a bit of your story with us. Looking forward to Saturday. We'll be, our prayers will be with you. God bless you guys. May this uh, these last few days be a wonderful preparation time for you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.